Jesus, it's packed. Yeah, go down the back there, so. Welcome to the Snog with Richie and Lavin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Snug Podcast. My name is Richard Loftus. And I'm Lavin. Uh, this is a podcast from the West Coast of Ireland where we interview different people from all walks of life about their their loves, their passions, and everything in between. Today we are joined by Cormac Jennings and Sharon Sweeney, co-founders of the Livestock Festival. Thanks for joining us, lads. Hi. Yeah. How are you getting on? Yeah, nice to have you here. Yeah. The uh, the nights have changed now, haven't they? So it's pitched back when people are coming out here yeah. instead. Like it is weird altogether. Yeah, but you know, appropriate. Appropriate, I suppose. Yeah. And recording things any. at nighttime is nicer than in the daytime, because in the daytime you kind of want to be out there a little bit. You know. True. Yeah, true. doing jobs. We're not wasting any daylight. <laughs> yeah. Doing jobs. Doing jobs. Saying like a, a true farmer there. So lads, um, livestock festival. It's based in. Liz Kelly is the townland outside Ockram. Yeah. And that's, Cormac, that's originally where you're from, isn't it's it? It's the family farm, yeah. I was yeah. kind of born and raised there. And yeah, all of a sudden it's gone from being a farm, predominantly, a pri- primarily and, and dedicated farm, yeah. to uh, this frivolous activity of yeah. running a festival. But it's, do you know something? It's when, if you see the piece of land that we're holding the festival on, it was something, it was always kind of, it's worth more than just feeding cattle on. Yeah. It's it's a really beautiful piece of land and this is a really nice nice, cool kind of fitting use for it. And it's it's far superior to, to just farming it. Yeah. I reckon. What you call it? What um it was left to you by your father, but it's in the family since about the eighteen hundreds or so. Yeah, it? it goes back a few generations. Do you know something? I'm the world's worst. I'm actually not fully au fait with the with the history of it. I think it was my great grandfather bought it. Okay. And it's been in our family since then. So yeah. Yeah. My dad left it to me in two thousand and two or three ish or four. He was still alive, but he was kinda semi retiring and I was un- interested to take over, so we signed yeah. it over and and yeah, I was kind of farming away there mostly. And were you doing mainly cattle? Um, it? sheep, a lot of sheep. We had with okay. places full of sheep. And we say when when my dad was alive, it was funny. It was a it was pure farm. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. My father was obsessed with work production, farmer, 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 and everything really by the book. And then after he passed away, it was kind of funny. Um, I noticed after a year or two that there was nobody really in charge. And you could kind of do, kind of do what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and they like, yeah, you know, there was a few costs, and he didn't make as much money. But Fekker didn't have to be working as hard as he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, so that was kind of funny. So, um, gradually, as I became independent on it and and stuff, I kind of took interest in different things and met Sharon up in Donegal. That took a took a fair bit of time from the farm. <laughs> a three hour, six hour round trip was it. Jesus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, that's a, that's a trip. And <laughs> Very rarely done on the same day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to stay over, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I got rid of the sheep, and that simplified an awful lot of things, and I kind of have a part-time job in a swimming pool. I teach swimming, and I also teach a bit of yoga. Okay. Um, in balance law. So I kind of, there was a nice little balance of... of you know everything. Sharon moved down then in two thousand and eighteen, and yeah, then we got married and and this idea that or we got we we were engaged and 
the idea of doing the festival for the wedding kind of cropped up around that time in the Christmas of 2018. Yeah, it, it, before we, we slide into the, the, the festival, the, the origins of it, Sharon, you're from Birmingham originally, is that right? Well, I was born in Birmingham yeah. um, and spent my early childhood there, but yeah. most of my life um, has been in Donegal. In Donegal. What so when you? somebody asks me where I'm from, I usually say Donegal. Donegal. Yeah. It's easier just to say the yeah. last place you're from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a few places, so I just say Mayo. It's just the last place. And um, whereabouts in Donegal were you from? I'm outside of Donegal town. Oh, okay, in a so. place called Letterborough. Okay, um, okay. Out kind of at the foothills of the Blue Step Mountains. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Oh, lovely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, nice. So the, it kind of sprang out. You decided to get married in... We got engaged in something, um, 17 or 16 or whatever. We were engaged for a while before yeah. um, we had any we had talk of it. And then it just suited with the kids in school and stuff. Sharon has four kids and two of them were still in secondary school. So it suited with the exam years and stuff to move down when we did. And yeah, the, the getting married was there, like it was going to happen, like, but it was it, it was just something that that got discussed one evening and um, the idea of the festival came up just in a casual discussion with people over dinner Yeah. and there was a guy there he had been in the music industry promoter in London and just that Richard fellow yeah, yeah Richard Richard Caesar um, and we kind of said that we'd do it on the farm definitely you know it was always going to be on the farm whether it was going to be a nice quaint little small thing or a big fancy thing like we did um, and the word festival came up and he said, oh, geez, festivals are easy. I remember him saying this. <laughs> festivals are easy. He said, the hardest Some thing people. is getting a venue. And you have that. You book a few bands, get a sounding light guy, get a few food trucks and bang, you have a festival. Jesus Christ. And that kind of seduced us. It sounded, because that is, you know, in yeah. essence, it is basically just get a few things together and, and do it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, myself and the missus, we got married there in April. But Jesus Christ, it, Planning a wedding is hard enough. Yeah. But then t- all that truckload of extra stuff on the top of it. The, there was very little wedding. The stuff that you get with a regular wedding, you're not, we didn't have to go off and taste dinners in different hotels yeah, or yeah. follow wedding bands. <laughs> you ever see people at weddings? We're just here to watch the band <laughs> get married next month. <laughs> we didn't, thank God, have to do any of that. Yeah. So um, it was a totally different experience. There was... What wedding thing was there? Nothing. No. Cake. Yeah. Even that wasn't a yeah. wedding cake. No. Um, Suit, dress. No. Oh, Christ. No. no. Jesus. Oh, no. Looking to That's actually a funny story because when, you know, when the word got out and, you know, we're getting ready for the festival, the first festival. It's easier to call it a festival than a yeah, wedding. Yeah, of course. Um, we went in and we were looking for clothes for Cormac for it. And we went into a clothes shop and the guy in the clothes shop, um, Cormac knew what he wanted. He wanted jeans and a shirt. That was it. And the guy in the clothes shop, once he found out that we were having a, a festival as a wedding, he was trying to dress Cormac up oh, okay. in multicolored shirts and oh, yeah. all kind of mad stuff. And he was like, but you have to because you're having a festival. <laughs> It was it was trying to explain to a, a fashion enthusiast that you just want a shirt and pants, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something nice, clean, neutral, done, and yeah, it was. Yeah, we did a lot. It was hard to describe to people that it wasn't a festival themed wedding. It was literally a festival. Literally yeah. a festival. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the um, capacity then for the first one? For the 
at the the, the guest the guest numbers at the, at yeah, the wedding. Um, there was probably over three hundred. There was about four hundred invitations what? sent out, so there was probably well over three hundred people at it. Didn't actually count them, um, and that was kind of one of the things that spurred on the idea you know as soon as people saw what it was and got into the vibe of it it was like geez you have to do this again this would be deadly i'd love yeah. to come to this it's a fucking great festival um we were kind of sorry straight away afterwards that we hadn't opened up the invitation you know the way you widen out your invitation list and you go out and that's mm-hmm. to be honest with you that was that was the only wedding thing about it was the invitation list and yeah. it was the hardest thing to be honest um we were straight away sorry that we hadn't widened it out to a bigger audience that yeah. the land would have you could have absorbed them, you know, there was no upper limit on the numbers. We'd hold four or five thousand. There was probably a lot of that didn't get invited. But there was a lot of people that could <laughs> have come, that would have loved it. And it was, feck, we should have, we should have brought in more people. Yeah. And I guess that's where we're making up for that now, giving it, giving it extra legs. That's a great idea for just like for a wedding, just throw a festival. That's, yeah. a, that's a perfect thing. If to you do. have a field, it's, that's all if you, you got need a field, to, just do it. Put it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about all that <laughs> extra shit. All, all, all you need is a venue, <laughs> sounding like yeah. a couple of food trucks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bands. I mean, I guess accommodation you might have to think about for the people, but. Oh, yeah, what did camping. you do for the accommodation? Camping. camping. Yeah. Sound. It was, yeah, it's like, because. Yeah, that's kind of half the fun with a, with a festival, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That you kind of go and live, mm-hmm. you know, and you have your own little camp to go back to when you get sick of the people. And kind of. and, and, and the uh, the plot of land itself, so it's about 25 acres, is that correct? Or is it, is the, it bigger now? Or? Well, the whole farm is more than that, but it's the festival site, we say, if you include the car park area in and the campsite, that's like about a 15-acre field festival area itself it's it's kind of long and narrow so it's only about eight or nine acres okay um but it's kind of got loads of little alcovey areas to it and then the 25 acres you're thinking of is a patch of land up adjacent to the festival site that i planted in mossy okay Oak. that's the woodland is it? the new woodland i planted yeah. that in 2009 oh, and it's just lovely now their trees are about 20 25 foot tall and they're lovely it's and it's a rewilding woodland? Um, no, it's it's forestry woodland. Like okay. It's just oak yeah. and, and beech, mostly mm-hmm. oak. And a shot of other various trees in through it. But it's So we incorporate a certain amount of that in the festival. Just We have an art gallery and there's a couple of little tracks in it that are really nice. And it's there for sort of forest bathing, I think is what people call it nowadays. Okay. Okay. Pretty good, pretty good. And yeah, so the... Most of the farm is, is away from it's it's just again with the geography the way the the thing starts the festival is down in one corner of the farm the rest of the farm is off up the back it's, you don't it doesn't need to be part of the festival at all so yeah so we're safe for the cattle to go for those couple of days so um, was it before or after the wedding then when you met Barra and Barra got involved Barra that was the thing after your man because you know the following day when we started talking about the wedding and we dismissed utterly the simplicity that Richard promised us <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said yeah this is this is going to be a bit more complicated I let me work it out for me to clear the dead trees and things off the site it wasn't it wasn't as clean and tidy as it is now and I had known Barra of Thania for years through African drumming. I used to sit in on drum circles okay. and things. And I knew that he had been involved in the Secret Village Festival up in Balladreen. And I said, look, I'm going to ring him, see what he thinks, see if he'd even come down and have a look and give a bit of advice. And I was kind of back in my head. I was hoping maybe he'd get on board and yeah. do 
what he wound up doing and just take care of the music and and the song and stage things he had contacts and whatnot and once i kind of explained that i wasn't mad and <laughs> just uh whatever he was at a school a couple of miles away a few weeks later and he called in and yeah he was he was tickled with the with the site when he saw it yeah and do you remember that show when he came around and i told him what i wanted to do i said i have this image of doing this here and that there and you could see his face kind of changing and he was like (laughs) 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 and then he said well i see it all actually turn the whole thing around and he said what are you putting the stage over there that's the the side area and just instantly had a feel for for how to put a the appearance of it together yeah like it was it worked out much better because you've kind of a just from hearing people talk about it, you kind of have a, a natural kind of stage area, this mount place. Yeah, the mount, that's the, that's what the, the, the whole thing is centered around. It's, it's, um, it's a ring fort, but it's, we used to call it the mount and it's got loads of big beech trees all the way around it. Oh, wow. Big, majestic, two, mm-hmm. 300 year old, fully mature trees. Jesus. And it's quite a striking kind of feature in the, in the landscape. Yeah. So that was going to be like the main stage area. And then there's other big trees all around. It's kind of like that parkland effect. Um, and the second stage is kind of tucked in further away. And Jesus, it's a, your great-grandfather. Was a I don't know. No, I'd say they're there since since before uh, that's gone back. No, but it, it was, he had his, you know, his thinking cap on when he bought that kind mm-hmm. of land. Though, yeah. Oh, geez. oh, no, this is... Well, the beauty of the... Um, the mature trees um, around the ring fort is that it kind of has its own natural amphitheatre, mm. you know, effect. So the, oh, yeah. the music coming out of there and the sound quality coming out of there, yeah. is, it's amazing. Oh, it's, I can imagine. Uh, That's wonderful, yeah. Mm. It could be that or the sound company that we're using. But the, <laughs> the acoustics on, Bit of both, on sure. off, yeah. off stage are really epic. So, there. Yeah. so um, yeah, it's just... So that's kind of... Where the idea came from, it was the land, and I, I always wanted to, you know, use do a big party. You know, you you have a place that deserves mm-hmm. a party. It's yeah. like it was nice to get the opportunity to do it, and for that to inspire further further endeavors in that. Yeah. Party, so um, party planning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have two before COVID or one before COVID? The wedding. Just the wedding. Just the wedding. Yeah. So the, the 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 seed of the idea was there, uh, and uh, the break of COVID then gave you time to plan bigger and better kind of well actually it was actually the feedback that we got from the wedding that yeah. kind of um spurred us on and enthused us to do it again they mm. were the feedback was amazing yeah everyone was it because you don't anticipate it being as good you know you hear you know it's you hear about it and then it's it's 10 times better when you get there sorry um the the um sorry that's distracting sorry that's great um, the everyone that was at it said that was the best day ever so just to to go and do it afterwards i was tired and exhausted and the last thing i wanted was to, oh, to Jesus, deal with yeah, a festival the last the, thing i um, wanted to think about was having another wedding after i just got married so I yeah you know you everybody at the wedding was telling you you have to do it again you have to do it again <laughs> please do it again <laughs> slightly different yeah. yeah so i rested like it was ultimately it was going to be my decision like sharon was happy to do it again yeah. or whatever like it or was, not or yeah, not yeah, and i couldn't it was like this this um 
you know when you have a good idea even if it's nuts you, you kind of you're almost obliged to go ahead with it so I didn't actually commit to it until about the Christmas of the following that that year that 2019 that so we started the planning in early in 2020 mm-hmm. and yeah. we had it we had the bones of it sort of done like you know it was actually funny I, I had the insurance check written the week that I was about to post it and COVID was announced. And oh. I said, oh, grand, we won't, we won't send that. No, we'll have to yeah. it back. So it was up and running pretty much. The posters were out and half the lineup was secured. So COVID hit then and we just paused everything, signed of postponed everything and said, here, look, it's not going to happen. So yeah. we'll go again next year, just transfer the dates and move the bookings. It was standard enough for a lot of things. So you didn't time. lose out much, like you didn't have to, any manufacturers? No, there was no, no. no financial the only thing, input. The only big change that happened was we had plenty of time to plan yeah. during COVID. So when we ran it again then in 2022, it was probably bigger than we thought. Yeah. We would start out bigger. with. Um, we were going to tiptoe into this thing, you know, with a nice small little festival, yeah, yeah. one so and a half stage kind of thing. Um, yeah, and you know the. But then, when you had two years to plan it, and <laughs> you were still enthusiastic, and people were still saying, "Oh God, are you doing it again?" and everything, yeah. um, and you know, a few lucky things happen, and it just. And then you anticipated, you know, we all thought that when COVID lifted, that the arts world, everyone was going to go out mad. It was going to be a big party nonstop for that that summer. And that kind of gave us a bit of confidence to blow out the budget a bit and yeah. make it a bit better. So, so yeah, our first one was, was way more ambitious and way more delivered, way more. There was over 30 bands at it. Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, it was cool. It was a, yeah. What kind of bands did you have at it? Everything. Yeah. Except Irish country music. Okay, yeah. That's Ever, no big toms. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one no of our trademarks. Time. It's just the variety of music oh, that's great. that we had There's at it. You no know, particular yeah. genre at all. Yeah. Um, um, lots of trumpets and saxophones. Kind yeah, of. yeah. So who who headlined the first year then, say? We just had so people have a sense of Keela and um, Jiggy. Jiggy finished up on Saturday on Friday night and Keela closed it up. So automatically you'd think, okay, that sounds very Irish traditional Mm -hmm. music and people are very mad to put us into a slot, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're all mad for themes. Of course. So our idea was the opposite of that. We're trying to be as open in that way we're as inclusive as possible yeah um so probably got different headliners <laughs> <laughs> they were fantastic i wouldn't have changed it yeah it's because um, people love there's nothing wrong with trad and every good lively band has some of that well not everyone but an awful lot of them have a lot with a fiddle or something doing a bit of trad it really lifts yeah lifts mm-hmm. live performance and you know like jiggy and keela they're not pure trad like they're trad fusion of everything yeah that kind of vibe and do you find uh, is, is that once you're put into a box like that, is it, is it hard to get out? Are you typecast kind of as, oh, that's a traditional Irish kind of festival? Or? That was attempted. But then I think when the lineup come out this year, we kind of proved yeah. without a doubt, no, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, there was, um, we had a lot more. Well, we resisted it from the start. And there wasn't, I guess that's kind of stuff that we wouldn't hear, like that would be lads in on the street are talking amongst themselves that that you know that festival sounds tradish or this one sounds heavyish or whatever I don't yeah know. yeah but um no it's not that i didn't hear of any any pigeonholing shall we say okay that's good mm-hmm. that's good so what would be say barra looks after kind of 
he has those connections with the bands and stuff so independently what would be your kind of uh, roles because I know it's kind of a family oriented that's the business process do you want to I'm talking all the time so you tell them what your your role is I'm not sure what Sharon's role is she does everything I get the site ready everything everything I I used to joke I take the cattle out of the field that morning Um, well Cormac does all the site management um, and that's his major role Um, I have my eldest boy does all the graphics Um, my daughter uh, my youngest daughter does social media and a hell of a lot more Mm. Um, my eldest daughter she comes down as well and volunteers and safe hands in a few areas yeah um, I would handle administration all the administration yeah everything yeah. on the on the keyboard or on the laptop yeah, 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 with yeah. I, I'm incapable of sending an email <laughs> <laughs> sorry unwilling but um, <laughs> the you have a huge input in the art impact as well the, that's that's kind of one of the things that happened with the first one the the timing the amount of, of stuff that needs to be done because there's only a very narrow window like uh, the site can't be there's no work that can be done on it for about four weeks beforehand. It's it's decided Johnny gets cut about then. Yeah. And then there's so much to go in. And we missed out on a good few art projects that were kind of ready to go and nearly finished. And it was kind of Sharon getting caught up in the office with different emergency things at the last minute. She'd be a lot more creative and she'd be, she spent a lot more time in the, in the art shed this year. It was, you could kind of see. Okay, and then for the art exhibition side of it and stuff like that, how did, say, um, that process start and how did, you say, Ingla Steinberg get involved? Well, I actually met um, Ingla through a mutual friend of ours. I'd heard about Ingla long before I met her mm-hmm. um, and I was told often how we should meet because we would get on very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did meet and we got on very well. Um, and when we were planning the festival... We knew we wanted an art exhibition and just English, it was the perfect fit for it. Yeah. So um, we approached her about creating the art exhibition oh, okay. area. Lovely. Um, and that's how Ingla got involved, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what kind of exhibition then, what kind of stuff was in it? Was it like paintings or was it sculpture or is it everything? Learned? The first year it was, she kind of, she came out and had a look around and we sort of came up with a rough idea of what we do and we cleared a certain area there was a clearing already there and made it a little bit bigger um in the woods just right in the middle of this new woods and um there was three what do you call them marquees small marquees set up and she had display boards i guess and paintings really really cool paintings with the various theme it was kind of it was it was really nice what was brilliant and ambitious and wonderful she closed off one of the marquees blackened it out and she had a film uh, oh. a short film running oh nice and yeah it was it was hard to manage it the hot day the bulb kept overheating and stuff <laughs> but it was it was so cool like the little mini cinema down the woods yeah. it was awesome um yeah so that was it and it's 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 not huge like this what is there about 15 probably somewhere up to 15 artists just okay. playing at it I okay. think um, a couple of pictures each or whatever she showed some of her own photos this year and what's really nice about it is it's away from the hustle and bustle of the festival and it's just this nice calm area and it's kind of 
it's got its own totally different vibe yeah um and yeah kind of really fits into that that part of the of the site because the festival itself has different strands because you have like a kind of heritage side to it as well where you mm. have different people come in doing different stuff again it's to it's to appeal to as many people or to entice as many people in what we really noticed at the at the festival was what <laughs> did I say something no I thought it was a reflection of our own interest. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was a planned answer there. <laughs> we spoke of that on the way down. Yeah, <laughs> it was enticing people. Then. Well, it's never. We're not going to be a little bit of both. It's, you know? a, exactly, it's a genuine. Yeah. It is, and the whole thing really is because this came from our wedding. Like you know, not to be flipping around, things, <laughs> but it is a reflection. Like you know, there's Sharon's interests are are brought to life in it and. Mine and I have a nice respect for the heritage and culture of rural Ireland and you know, and it's it's fascinating stuff. Like, you know, we had a the first year we had a guy smelting iron. A furnace and smelted iron over two days. There's the old crafts, pole lading and, and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um Iron Forge. Yeah, Iron Forge and so that's kind of like there's an area it's just divided up into different areas of interest and over the couple of days you get to absorb and learn and kind of experience different things that you wouldn't unless you were living near a guy that had a, yeah, yeah, had yeah. an iron smelt or something. That, that was Tim for Tang or was Tim it? from Tang, yeah, crazy guy. But a real, real good guy at this. His his son is an expert furnace maker. Oh wow. Um yeah, so that was that was kinda of, that that's my favourite area in the well, everything's favourite, but it's the area that I kinda of organise and kinda of try and locate guys to, to operate in it and stuff yeah. so um yeah the uh, but just to go back to the art area because what we did notice overall in organizing that if you can delegate safely to to different people and sort of and just ingle and peter you know once i cleared a bit of ground and got the t- marquees up it was they took care of that and it was it was perfect it's really nice to be able to rely on bars the same with the music and, and the sound it's like done sorted you know it's everyone gets everyone's safe you know safe safe hands with every every area same with the with Sharon's kids and stuff what they do is is kind of it's nice there's a nice aspect to it as well because I found out last year my daughter's 13 now but she was 12 then and she was like oh dad I was at a music festival at the weekend and I was just like what and she had gone with one of her friends and her family and they're, they're from Tubber, say, the far side of Gort, and they'd gone up for the day just for a gig. Ga- ga- up to yours? Up to yours, yeah. Okay, cool. And she had a fantastic okay, time. Deadly. So yeah. the festival is kind of, it's uh, it's open to kind of all ages and families and stuff as well. Well, that's my passion. Do you yeah. know, um, because I'm a mother, <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to make it as family-friendly as possible and as accessible as possible. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice going to festivals was that, you know, you go in the gate and then mm-hmm. it was only then you started spending money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we were kind of, the ethos we have is that, you know, every child has the same opportunity once they come in the gate. Mm-hmm. So that's why we... We're very everything for the children is free. You know, there is no great. no oh, wow. selling to children at the festival. Oh wow! And we have a wide range. We have a, a very for the last two years we've had a huge children's program. Mm. Um, and yeah, and so we do. We want to cater for everybody. Yeah, um, that's great. 
And it's it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's, it's it's free entry for children then if they're with the families up to a certain age. Up to yeah, up to fourteen was it free? The last year it was up until fourteen, yeah. but because of the increase in costs, there may be a small charge this year. Yeah, yeah. but oh, that's, that's like right. a, the opportunities are given to a lot of families, and so, you know everybody's going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, financial woes at the moment. So if if people know, if even if they go next year and there's a small charge, that's a great day out, two days out it's, for the whole family. The, like, you know, the charge as well. What it what it do because the cost children's entertainers are crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it will facilitate having a an even more expanded program. Like you know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a couple of things that were just ah, I'd love to have it. But yeah, there were so them. many things we would you know, have loved like, to have had, like so much, but they're just. We just couldn't do the budget, it. Yeah. The budget has to be set for Yeah, there's overheads for everything. Like oh that, Christ, you've no idea. That's that's yeah. one of the biggest learning curves. That this this was a lot more more overheads two years after the first planning, but that's just the way things go. The, so um, would would I be wrong in saying that the better the festival does, then you're hoping to obviously to funnel back into future years, but hopefully to re- funnel that into um, different kind of biodiversity ba- stuff back, in, in the, back the into the farm stuff. well that's oh, exactly what we're trying to do you know okay. eventually we're trying to get out of production production based agriculture altogether okay. and okay. Um, this tendency I've had since my father died that <laughs> <laughs> to reduce 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 it's, yeah. it's I as you go along sorry you know just cutting across this is my department we talked about farming um, I've kind of seen through the commercial farming that I was trained for, you know, when mm-hmm. you come out and you go to agricultural college too and you do everything and yep. you're supported with grants and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuff, and it's all great and, and whatnot. I kind of got to see through it a little bit and I converted to organics in mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And Can you, can you, <clears throat> so converting to organics, what exactly does that mean? That, that means you sign over that you are not going to put out chemical fertilizer or pesticides or any chemical inputs as such there's a few if you need to you can get a derogation and put out stuff that's needed okay. but for the most part it would be the farming style of 70 80 100 years ago okay where you just use the land that you have and take what it grows and and kick on with that yeah and it's it's just i've seen the land since from what it was when i was a young lad i've seen the way it's changed and the lack of like the wildlife that used to be there like i remember years ago you'd plow a field or cut silage there'd be 10,000 crows and seagulls yeah. following the plow straight away Yeah, that's kind of gone and no it's only 9,000 <laughs> no it's none the, you wouldn't see any you never <laughs> yeah. see crows following a, a plow or a silage harvest would you not know not, not, not like you would years ago jeez um, so I kind of like I think we've done a bit of damage to the land in the last 20 or 30 years when mm-hmm. we've been farming it so it's you're kind of commercially tied into it you know it's it would be really nice if this festival kind of took off and we could get a living from that and then just devote the land to kind of i'd like to continue with the replanting put in a few native forests and oh, put in a bit of agroforestry and just i have no kids and i have no one to leave the land to and i have this ambition that by the time i I'm finished with it. I'm retired and leaving this world. That I'd be leaving a jungle behind. Yeah, you know that it would be. Mm-hmm. That's a lovely of, idea. But I can't do that straight away because I need to make money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Time. We're so, planting the whole time anyway. We're planting bits yeah. and pieces <coughs> the whole time in native trees, so you just wouldn't see them. It's, mm-hmm. um, and left areas for rewilding. Yeah, 
Um, so we I have, have a... made starts towards it. It would be lovely just to continue that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an yeah. admirable uh, reason to be starting a festival and trying to... Well, it's it's kind of something like, you know, one of the fields that I have big plans for is on the way into the festival. And it would be really nice, you know, if I get a chance, probably be next year before I get around to doing stuff with it. I might do a little bit this year. But as people come back year after year to see the, the progress, I have plans to put a lake into this field and to put native forestry along one side of it. It'd be nice, you know, if you come every year and you, you revisit, oh, there's the, the forest that's yeah. paid for with the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the social media is livestock, Facebook, Instagram. All that. Yeah. Website. And what, when does it happen generally? On what time Google is it? The first weekend in July seems that's a good question. It's the first weekend in July. July. Um, and it's called Livestock. Livestock Music and Arts Festival. Wonderful, wonderful name. Yeah. It's a great, great pun. It's it is. It came up it came up years ago in the pub. We were watching watching in two thousand and nineteen or two thousand nineteen ninety nine. Do you remember the Woodstock Festival that yes, was broadcast of on MTV? Mm-hmm. We were all down the pub watching it. Yeah. And it was nuts, it was crazy, they were going bad. And we were saying, Oh, when the lads said, Oh, we should do a festival ourselves here and we can call it livestock. Yeah. When, it. <laughs> but when the opportunity came up I, I remembered that. And stole the name, so I have to give credit to Thomas Stolen for that one. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more the more you think about it, the more funny it gets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a wonderful one. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming on, lads. Oh, thanks yourself. Yeah, it's no problem great. at all. Um check out the festival, check out its links, um, check out the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh livestock and uh Schnug with a H. Uh, thanks lads. Okay. Thanks, thanks very much now. Awesome. Good luck, Good luck. Hey.